Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of Hoosier Hometown Heroes. I'm your humble host and navigator, Tony Val, and I don't know about you, but I feel so blessed to be living and working here in our great city of Indianapolis. I just think it's awesome. I hope you do, too. If you would like to reach out to the show for any reason, you can find me on Twitter at PC Indie or search Who's Your Hometown Heroes on Facebook. It would be great to hear from you. Before we get started, I wanted to make sure to uh, thank everyone that reached out to me with positive feedback on the Monty Riffer episode. I'm always kind of amazed when someone tells me they listen to the show. It kind of blows my mind. Today's interview is with serial entrepreneur Kurt Whitesell. Do you know Kurt? He's an awesome guy. Uh, he's best known for starting WKRP Indie Real Estate. I think our business community can really learn so much from Kurt. He's a branding and marketing genius, in my opinion. And I did my very best in this interview to pick his genius brain. So I I hope you enjoy. Before we get to that interview, I want to, of course, thank our sponsor, Prometheus Consulting, the Indianapolis business community's favorite computer support company, steeped in Hoosier values and Midwestern work ethic. Prometheus diligently supports computer networks in and around Indianapolis. Call Prometheus today at 317-733-2388. And now... Strap yourselves in and enjoy my conversation with Kurt Whitesell. Well, Kurt, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. I'm excited. The, the very first thing I want to ask you is about the name. Yeah. How did you come up with WKRP Indie? Tell me the story. So, I mean, the long story, which isn't terribly long, hopefully, um, check out now if you don't want, want to hear it. They, uh, I didn't have, I, I started a company and no one knew me as a realtor. Nobody knew me as anything. And I need some exposure. And so I'm always kind of gimmicky person. And my brother and sister were currently kind of employed and they were kind of in real estate. My brother was, my sister, I guess she wasn't. But uh, so it's the Weitzel kids. And then I wanted to start a company, all of us that were, it was second home management. And I went Weitzel kids retirement plan because it had the WKRP and we weren't, none of us had really watched the show. I mean, I'm, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we went WKRP Weitzel kids retirement plan. We just don't know which generation now. And they went on to get real jobs, but it's been great for me because it got me the real goal of it was for someone to say, so what is WKRP or, or have you watched the flying Turkey show? And that got me that. And so it was, it's very valuable for me. Surprise by accident. And, uh, but I've had to go to YouTube and watch every single, uh, WKRP episode so That's I can crazy. have the conversation. <laughs> I love it. So you can relate. To yeah, what they're absolutely. Because I don't yeah. know what anybody's talking about when they talk about the turkey or... You know, that's very similar with Prometheus. Denver, the, co- the co-founder of Prometheus, uh-huh. is the Greek uh, god buff in our in our pairing. Oh, okay. years ago, 20 years ago when we started, he said, uh, I've got the perfect name for an IT consulting company, Prometheus. Mm-hmm. It's the Greek god of forethought. I said, okay, great. Never knowing at the time, we spelled it wrong. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> it's not entirely wrong, but it's, it's the, it turns out the Greek gods 
they went by several spellings. We picked like the least popular spelling. Mm-hmm. And the, the offensive one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, um, it turns out most Greek uh, god buffs out there do not think uh, forethought. Denver told me that Prometheus is the Greek god of forethought. And it turns out he's the only one that goes to that first. Everyone <laughs> talks about uh, the guy was chained to a rock. He uh-huh. had his eyes plucked out by a buzzard or something crazy like that. But, <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> it does. It it sparks that conversation, yeah. just like you said. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised there's just in branding alone, people don't think about that stuff. And now I that now I think of that. And sometimes you can get too far where you're trying too hard with the trigger. But the ones that are kind of sort of natural, they're sort of on accident, are awesome to me. Just like yours and mine somehow figured that out. But I love it. And you recently redid your logo. We redid the logo. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Okay. Because I'm a fan. I'm a fan of, I'm a Facebook fan of yours. And we'll get okay. into that. Uh-huh. When I first saw that Facebook post with the new logo. Yeah. I thought, oh, step back. You know, not big, uh-huh. but that was my first thought. Was it? I thought, oh, Kurt. And I thought, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to. No, no, but I'll tell you. Uh-huh. But, but the weirdest thing in sort of in prepping for this interview, uh-huh. because there was, there was a specific post that I was looking for because I want to ask you about it. We'll okay. get to that. But it's an old post. Uh-huh. So I was going through your um, Facebook feed the other day in preparation. Uh-huh. I get back to the new logo, and like my reaction was completely different. No I was like, "That's a total <laughs> upgrade." Isn't that funny? Yeah, it is funny. I think really the what it means is, from my opinion, you have two very good logos. Your quote unquote old logo, yep. good. Mm-hmm. I always liked it. Mm-hmm. I think that what I noticed about the new logo is, I think indie and real estate jump out at me more. Yeah. So I I might. I have, there's two logos in my head. There's images and there's words. And mine got attention through images and it kind of told the story through a picture. But but then as it my company matures, I want to be very clear what we are. Um, it's WKRP's company name. Where are we? What do we do? And so I thought if we did the bold, blocky kind of, I mean, it's trendy to do that, but it just t- tells the story better. And I've heard the same thing from people. Where's the cityscape or where's the, the line, you know, the heartbeat line, whatever we call it. And uh, people have said, I don't like it, but you know, that's fine. So, you know, I got to keep changing it though. Jeez, <laughs> I get bored. When, you're, when your best friend is a, a designer, you know, you go through this process a lot quicker than a regular company. So, I can imagine. You know? Yeah. So, Tell me more about WKRP because, mm-hmm. I, to be honest, I it's a it feels to me now. I guess first my first problem is I don't live in Westfield, uh-huh. and you guys dominate Westfield from what I can see. Okay, um, but it I feel as I watch your company from afar, I feel like I'm seeing something very very different and unique mm-hmm. and fun. But I can't put my finger on it. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell me? <clears throat> Yeah. So the Westfield thing comes from when I started, I didn't have any money. I didn't have a car. I didn't have anything. And so I had to be pretty smart on where I worked. I borrowed my dad's car. And 
So I picked State Road 32 in Westfield as my niche. That's the old Rainmaker thing or that, you know, the got to be a niche, got to be super targeted. And I believe in that. So I picked State Road 32 in Westfield because I knew I could always borrow a car or ride my bike to a showing if I had to. And there were a lot of cars. Did you ever literally do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ride your bike. I rode my bike. So, I mean, have you seen my scooter pictures? Yes. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. Um, Recently. So, I mean, there's some, I mean, I'm, I was, that was part of it was I had, it had to be accessible. People in real estate drive all over the city and I couldn't afford or I didn't have the means to get an hour away at the drop of a hat. And so I put that, that so that's where the Westfield comes from. And it's really just me as the Westfield uh, my agents are all over the place. Um, if you see them talk, none of them preach Westfield like I have. <clears throat> and that's just because I wanted to be a Westfield, Westfield, Indiana, real estate family person. Those three things all the time. That's my niche. It's my backyard. I live there, so why not? Um, but WKRP is a full-service real estate company. We started in 2008, gift of timing. And uh, <laughs> my whole goal was... So I worked for one of the big, the biggest company for about eight months and I gave them my first, I got my first commission split from them and it was really depressing because I couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint what they gave me for that fee. And I wanted that, I wanted to buy into their, I mean, I'd been there eight months and I wanted to really, really be a part of that, but I couldn't figure it out. And so in my head and talking to a couple of people, you know, over time, it was obvious that there was no one thinking stay small from a real estate company. And everybody you talk to, they say, well, you can't work that way. You can't make it because everybody wants to go to the big national brands or those are the successful ones. And that's how they work. And I, I, I will never believe that. I don't subscribe to the fact that you have to scale a real estate company to be a good real estate company. And the whole thing is create a great experience, be a special, be an expert in something and just, you know, be an awesome realtor to people. And they love it. Um, there's no point we don't, you know, everybody's their own brand. I knew that from day one, nobody is successful because they have my hoodie logo on. They're successful because of how they are. And so, um, I think that's, what's different about me is I understand that the brokerage is not the brand. The brokerage is not the product. The brokerage is basically just, it's, it makes it easy for someone to go out and print out their own business cards and signs. Cause we have the logo done. It really is. It's the, at minimum, all it is is easy marketing materials and maybe some training. And I, and I, I don't see any value in that. But hmm. so WKRP, my goal was to create kind of a culture where we're modern, we're social media, we're involved locally, we're experts in something. And I think we've done all right in that. How many agents do you guys have? Right now, six. And you mentioned training, mm -hmm. uh, and that was going to be my next question. Do you formally train your agents? So we've been all over the place on this. Sometimes we've we've hired brand new people um, that had never sold. They haven't sold anything, let alone a house. And I don't mind that if they're going to put the time in. Uh, but I also don't like don't like don't want the ones that are so and in, so ingrained in a in their own world that they can't be changed and they don't have to. I mean, the very very the top five percent agents don't need a brokerage, so I don't chase them. But I want them to know that if if you, and I only train in two things, it's social media and business development, your small network in business development and referrals. And if they don't want that, then they're probably not a good fit for me. And I'd, ra I'd rather them understand that um, I'm going to hound you on this stuff. I'm going to expect you to have a niche, to be an expert in something. And I'm going to expect you to have a social media presence. 
if you don't want to do that, then there's other places that are a better fit. fit. So those are the two things I train on. Absolutely. I must tell you a story. Uh, <laughs> speaking of social media feeds, so we had a little um, party last night just for, mm-hmm. for some business contact friends. Beautiful snacks. You saw, okay, so you saw my post, my Facebook post on that. I was going to ask you, did you have you Absolutely. seen the poker table? Well, I'll take you to it. It's in oh, the I other room. Oh, I didn't see the table. You I just saw it? snacks in a picture. Okay, that draws my eye immediately. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got a branded poker table, which so I'll Sweet. tell you where yeah, I got it. You guys need to get one. Okay. Um, but we were sitting around the table, and I mentioned, "Hey, I'm I'm going to meet uh, with Kurt Whitesell tomorrow." The reaction was so interesting. <laughs> One, I'm not going to name names because no one's here to to speak for themselves. Uh-huh. But um, one of my buddies immediately said, "Oh, do you?" said to the other uh, attendees, "Do you do you know Kurt Whitesell?" He says, "This guy is on Facebook all day long." He says, "He says I, I don't see how he can do anything else." Yeah, I, I found that fascinating. Uh-huh. People ask me that all the time. Really? Yeah, and new agents at don't don't believe. I say, well, why aren't you posting stuff? And there's like, well, I don't have time. Well, who makes time to post something? It's not like we're writing a huge blog post. Yeah, post something. And I, but but from day one, how's my angle? Um, Good. Day one for listeners, I'm taking a, a picture that will be posted to social media. Of course, let me get my shirt speak. back on, Tony, to do that. <laughs> um, no, from day one, I'm. That's the only way I knew to market. And so I just made it part of my day. I and I part of my system is I have this social agent one on one thing we train people on and it talks about when to post. And I just subscribe to it. So it's worked for me. One thing I've noticed about the way you use social media, it took me a while to really for it to sink in and I'm gonna share with you now. You're my social media sensei now. I'm and I you probably haven't noticed because what do you care? But <laughs> I'm I'm starting to try to do some of the things that you do. I'm, I, I sometimes throughout the day, I say, what would Kurt do? <laughs> they make a bracelet <laughs> that says that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> uh, but what you do very well is if I'm a friend of yours on Facebook, which I am, mm-hmm. I'm going to see your logo over yep. and over in interesting, creative ways. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be reminded that you do real estate, mm-hmm. but you, you do it in interesting and creative ways. The uh, your holiday for anyone listening, please find Kurt Weitzel on Facebook and watch the uh, holiday photo album or video. I didn't know. I didn't realize right away it was a video. Anyway, pictures of picture Kurt in you know with a with a cocktail. <laughs> it's just yeah. So classic. I mean that, that's it's classic. That's what I love to do. I can tell. Uh-huh. I can tell. <clears throat> well, you, uh, um, I, there's, we all know five realtors. Yeah. Right? Right. We all know, and this is one of the problems with working in a, in a very saturated bit industry, is the social media side, is I made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to tell people what house I'm trying to sell or what building I'm trying to sell every day. How boring is that? I don't want to see what you're trying to sell me every day. Right. But I'd love to know what you're doing as a person, and I'd like to support you with your business once I'm ready for that. Yeah. And so that's I've, – I've, now, I always share properties, but I try to create entertainment. 
and I try to do things that are just little, like my realtor grub, hashtag realtor grub. Um, that's been a blast. I'll go places and people say, oh, did you bring some realtor grub? You know, and, and so I think if you do that, the, the business side comes with it, as long as you're, you have a presence with it. Um, but some people, you know, they've, they use social media just for friends and family stuff, which is cool. Uh, but I've, it's my only advertisement. And I've heard you say that in the past, and I find that mm-hmm. fascinating, and it makes me hopeful. Yeah. As a business owner, mm-hmm. I I would guess if I'm comparing your business and my business, yeah. I, I have this guess that I have maybe a, an added challenge in that people probably don't, they need to be explained what Prometheus does yeah. in a way. Um, and I'm sure that I have no doubt there are creative ways to do that. Mm-hmm. And you'll be seeing it on my feed. <laughs> I can't bef- wait to see it. Too long. Yeah. The thing is, once you get, once you get, a kind of a, a system going or some um, what's what's the term you get a you get a tempo going on on telling that story mm-hmm. it's super easy you know to me now it's just naturally I'm always looking for a picture that relates to real estate but it's not selling a building or I'm always thinking about my next my next meal you know let's let's talk about my next meal I'm out with a client let's tag them in it it's just natural now and so I'm always kind of telling my story as annoying as it might be to some it's great for branding. I'm sure that, well, and again, getting back to my party last night, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are one or two people that, well, the gentleman that spoke up about your feed, I think didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's really interesting that he knew exactly who you were. I'll take it. And Yeah. Yeah. That's free, too. Right. It takes a little bit of time. Yeah. When, when, has, a, when has a self-employed person really cared about their time? No joke. <laughs> I mean, we all say it all the time. It's the most valuable thing I have. But, I mean, truthfully, my time to go gain a client is... Yes. There, let me get to the... I mentioned yeah. a, a post that I was searching for uh-huh. because it, it spoke to me somehow. This is a very old post. There was a picture of you. It was long hair, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> which only true fans will know that there was a long hair, Kurt. No, you'll know. Um, but... Uh, it was. It's a um, Toyota kind of minivan oh, picture. You have no idea. Okay. You have no, no idea. I want to know, and I'm going to get to why I'll be asking mm-hmm. this, but I want to know. Did you buy that yourself? Was that kind of your baby? Mm-hmm. That was your Absolutely, car? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And you were probably it very proud of the it? the greatest vehicle. I'd love to tell you about it. Yeah, well, please do. Let's hear so about it. So my drum teacher owned that car. And he used to tour around in it. He'd load his drums into it. And it's a very rare Toyota cargo van that was carpeted in the back with the Mac Daddy sound system and beanbags. <clears throat> so imagine pulling up to pick a girl up for a date and Daddy's waiting out front with her in that thing. You, I got hair down to my waist. Uh, you know, I probably stunk. And I got a van with carpet in it. You know, we didn't go far. So, <clears throat> but I bought that. I made the license plate magic bus. I had I was the epitome of please pull me and I lived in East Lansing, Michigan, so please pull me over is what that thing said. I'm ha- I'm carrying or something, you know, and so um, it was awesome though. It was a great car, but I ended up selling it um, because Lansing, Indiana, Lansing, Michigan had the number one public transit system in the country, and so I decided to prove that, and I sold my van and I 
traveled on the, the bus system for a dollar and it worked out for me. But oh if goodness. I could get that car back today. Wait, with your drums? You did this? No, did, I did this. Okay. I, this was Pat. After I drums. took drum lessons. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So it was awesome. And I, I will cert when I have enough money to where it doesn't matter what I have to pay for to find that thing, I will go find that exact car and it'll sit in my driveway and I'll talk about it with my Do kids. Do a Papa John's, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, my when I saw that post and that picture, there was a little, the thought occurred to me, oh, I understand Kurt a little better now. And here's what it said to me. I said, here's an indication that he's industrious. Something about that, I just knew you bought that yourself. Uh-huh. And that's what young budding entrepreneurs do or future entrepreneurs you know i said aha that's in line with what i think kurt Mm -hmm. is all about and i did not know that you were a drummer that explains some more too because i'm a musician myself okay and uh we musicians we know drummers are are crazy i mean we're no bass players but we're crazy (laughs) okay are you a bass player (laughs) no yeah they're the i mean come on talk about a weird bunch but the drummers are crazy that's so funny Uh the um one other thing on that the van. The reason I bought a van, I had made payments on it. <clears throat> the reason I bought a van was because I went to get my dad to co-sign for a motorcycle, and he said, you have to have a car first. You live in Michigan, Kurt. And so that's why I went and bought a vehicle, and uh, was because I wanted the motorcycle. But I never got the motorcycle. I oh have it today. Gosh. But yeah, so that was... Good for him. Me. That was yeah, probably a good call. smartest dad move. <laughs> well, let's talk about um, the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh-huh. Because I, th- I think that's something we definitely have in common. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Um, do, you ever, do you ever get calls? Every once in a while, I'll get a call from a, from a ki- or an email from a kid. You know, Mr. Val, can I talk to you about owning a business? You know, what it's mm-hmm. like. And, all and I always love that. I'll bet you're the exact same way. Yeah. I have a, do you know about my incubator? Oh, I, tell me. Do you want to know? Yes, I do. Okay, I do I'll be quick know. about it. Uh, we this were, is the coding <clears throat> The, is it coding based? No, no. I invested in a coding group. Okay. That was that's what started this whole thing. We did a Shark Tank thing with Westfield High School. Brought in some like local celebrity kind of thing. Get a contest. The winners got a prize. The losers, the one of the losers, I invested in Communicode. They pair nonprofits with new developers to have inexpensive marketing materials. So that was my plug for them. <clears throat> But I had a blast. What an awesome thing that these kids had no idea about business, but they want to know about it. And so my new space is dedicated just to students that want to take a business to market. And it's called Create, Create Westfield. And they've got all the tools there that they can come from. There's a program inside the high school called the Idea Farm that Joel Bruns runs. Joel Bruns runs. That's great. And so they can go in there and have ideas and start things. But it's got it doesn't have the business aspect to it. And so... The barrier to entry for business is so small, they don't realize that. They right. think because their dad owns a huge company or, you know, it's hard to start a business, right? Nah. So they come to create, and I'm going to pair them up with a local mentor, business mentor, that'll say, you know, like a CPA or a realtor or a lawyer or something that says, you know what, this is no big deal. Let me walk you through the process of creating a real company, being a company, and some of the hard things, you're, you're some marketing, some thoughts, you know, some support for that. And I'm hoping that it kind of creates a system where they could go here and have an idea, then come to my my space to create Westfield space and and launch a company. And so that that I'm really excited. Can you tell I'm excited about that? Totally. And I, I love that <laughs> yeah. stuff too. I think 
one of the things when a, when a youngster will mm-hmm. approach me, I always share that, you know, they, ha- they have no idea the power they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, and like you said, it's, it's not that hard. Not to start it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to keep going sometimes, yeah. a lot of times, but it's invaluable experience. I mean, even to start a company and fail, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can do that by, you know, 15 years old, mm-hmm. you're so much further ahead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, can I, I would love to come and hang out something. Yeah. See, I, I would love to learn more. It's cool. And you know, I had the union Westfield, which was a yep. co-work space yeah. um, that failed. And I closed that last month. But from that came a more specialized thing that's cooler and better for locals just for high school students. And because the, the co-work space was kind of, not to say I'm copying them, but it was the speakeasy or the launch fishers kind of thing. Yes. Any professional could use it. And it was too broad. It didn't have any, it didn't have what I, you know, the culture I try to create. But this create thing, create Westfield totally is right up my alley. It's specialized. It's a little smaller. I can handle it. But, and it's a little more organic. And so I think when these, they come to me, because I get asked the same, you know, they get come. A lot of people have great advice. But I want them to have a space that they can go do that in. And so hopefully it's a it's a nice asset to the community. Or it'll be closed in a couple of years. <laughs> on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's that drummer coming at you again. I wanted to talk about the union. You mentioned mm-hmm. the union. And you said, oh, it failed. Yep. Tell me more about that. Um, I, you know, I get the feeling that failed is maybe a I don't know how accurate of a term that is but I I don't know much failed, about it failed from a dollar standpoint that's all yeah. it is it's not a it's not a thriving company today it's closed but it didn't so when I I started the union because I wanted to have I truly my product I wanted to create was a realtor based back office co-work space so independent brokers one of the things would have been nice when I started I would have never signed on with a big company is a place I can go for 100 bucks a month and work and have meetings, but then, or, or even more, I would have paid more, but a hundred bucks a month, I can hold meetings. But then not only does it have space, the physical space where I can work, but it has some back office services. And I thought I could have a real estate incubator kind of thing. And so you got all these independents sharing a central service, which is basically just paper storage um, and, you know, someone to drop the earnest check off to. It's not high tech, but I thought I could do that. Well, I got going and I got tenants that were everything but realtors. And so it just became this very general co-work space that never really got a vibe to it, never got a... um, like special, I never had a niche, never had, you know, and if you think about the co-work spaces that do really well, and also this is privately funded, this is not a city. Yes. It wasn't just, it wasn't just getting money to be there. Um, I would have loved that. But so from a private standpoint, it had to have some sort of specialty to survive. Um, And it just never had that. And we also don't have a young, or I couldn't find a young startup culture in Westfield. It's a it's a bedroom community through and through, and people built their homes to have an office in it. Um, wow. and, and so there's a little bit of a difference in that culture in Westfield. Now you're I think of you as a I think it's fair to call you a visionary, and uh, do you do you see Westfield, um, you know, becoming something it isn't today? Or kind of growing into 
do, do you think do you think the Westfield will be ready for a project like the that's like the union, you know, I don't know, in 10, 15, 20 years? What so, do you see happening? I think Westfield is ready for a product like the union today if money's not a factor. A public space. Westfield is dying for a public space, whether it's um, for business, whether it's for like a Y Center. Where people want to come to a place and meet people and collaborate and do stuff. It doesn't exist in Westfield. And so we're ready for that. But it, it Westfield as a city is not ready to provide that. Launch Fishers is, is my favorite example. What a wonderful success it's been from a, a launch and business development, economic development tool in Fishers. And I think most communities can, would um, benefit from something like that just planted in the middle of the city. And, and it's intentional. The whole point of it is to create a place where people create. Do you, do you think Westfield is going to one day mm-hmm see the successes of things like Launch Fishers and kind of feel like we'd better get on board or we're going to miss out. No. Why not? I don't think it's... So there's two different ways to make a city. And there's several ways to make a city. And the way Westfield chose was the Grand Park. Create a big big dispenser out there and it, it brings all these people to it and hopefully they spend money while they're there. And I'm full on. I loved it. I don't. I don't think it has not worked out the way I thought it would, but um, that's okay. It'll be it, over time. It'll evolve to something that's great, and I like having it there. It's a beautiful, world class facility, um, but I I think that's the focus of our city in Westfield. That's what that's the route they chose to go, and I like own it. You know, go after it, and eventually it'll work. Um, there's no the the co work spaces are not a benefit to a city that does not is not focused on like the local small business community aspect. And so that's not really where that focus is. Grand Park's this big thing. It's, it's almost like a tourism mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. rather than, Absolutely. okay, got it. So yeah, it, it's gotta be, in, it's gotta be that that's the goal. You know, Carmel, the guy, the guy, the, the mayor, his thought was bring all these business. You know, I love the way, what he said at this meeting. He said, I wanted to create a place where everybody, Anybody can work and live in my city. They, they can work, they can live, they can play. And truly, I know as much as we give Carmel a hard time, you can. It's an Absolutely. awesome city. Yeah, it is. And so um, kudos to them for that. Fishers, you know, everybody used to, hey, oh, it's a sprawling, you know, driving down from Michigan. It just kept getting closer and closer to Michigan. It's got all the houses, you know. It's a, I don't know, man. It's pretty sweet right now. You know, it's a cool place to live. And so you would know vastly more than I do. I'm, um, because it's kind of your business to know. I wonder why they couldn't be both things, why, why Westfield couldn't be both thing, things, kind of a, a tourism play mm-hmm. and a small local business mm-hmm. play. I think it can be. I think you've got to let go of chasing just the big tourism thing for a while. That's the focus. It uses up the majority of the resources probably. And so it's hard to say, hey, we're going to dedicate this half of our our staff or time and effort and money to – the local community thing instead of this big machine that we got to get going you know it needs that effort if it was if it was printing money like probably it thought it was going to totally different but it needs work and so i think that takes from it that's just from me on the outside yeah you know i don't Let, let's get back to uh, social media right. because i think i would be remiss I, th- that's one of the things that our listeners can really learn from you i think and i hope i hope you're going to get you know 
followers. I'm sure you will <laughs> from this over time. Like you need them. But I'll take them. No, uh, every one of them counts. Can you? I, so I'm thinking of, let's say, a CPA friend mm-hmm. of mine. I won't get more specific than that, but CPAs are, of course, a, a profession that are thought of as not the most glamorous, not mm-hmm. the most interesting. If, without knowing anything else, what can you say to a CPA firm to use social media? Mm-hmm. How would you go about I don't understand that? why people aren't training people with social media, whatever their field is. The only field that I kind of understand is the financial services, like the, the investment groups, because they're so regulated. But there's got to be a way. Um, but like if I was a, if I was a CPA, I'd be educating people on where they're missing out or all the current stuff going on. Why are they not explaining it to us from a high school you know, level? You know, why do I have to go to you and set an appointment with you to get explained for that? The guy that comes to me and gives me the information on social media is getting my business. And I don't, I don't understand why more people don't think of that. Hey, let's use it as an educational, very quick blip platform. And so I think there's a lot out there. Different tax codes coming out. Are you taking advantage of this? Um, are you making money now? Why aren't you doing this kind of stuff? And I think people can use it for that. And there are people that use it for that. That makes me think of a, a, a local VP of sales uh, that I, I was talking to the other day. And he was talking about, you know, handling objections. He had this really interesting idea um, and approach to handling objections. He said, you know, I don't think salespeople should have to handle objections anymore. I said, what in the heck are you talking about? He said, we all see, you know, let's say the, the same 20 objections. Whatever your response is, put them up on social media. Mm-hmm. Answer the objection before your potential customer ever idea. even reaches out to you. It's a great idea. Yeah. Why not just kill it, re-educate them ahead of the meeting or ahead of the sale? Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. I don't know how well it works, but he seemed to be be a big fan of it. But it makes sense. So with social media to me is I'm – I never look – you know, someone will say, well, I don't – I have friends that everybody asks me about social media, and they'll say, why don't I get likes? I'm like, well, I haven't looked at how many likes I've gotten in months. Every, like my video today, I'll look because it's going to be fun, and yeah, I spend so a lot awesome. of time onto it. But I don't – if I get one person that recognizes something, or it's just a touch, or it's just a reminder that I'm out there telling my story, that's all I care about, the specifics um, of did they learn from that particular post are not as important to me. And I think that's – that's a hard thing with social media. We think we want to say something and then everybody look at it, listen and learn. It's more like say something, but keep saying it because eventually they'll get the message and it, it, they just take little blips from it. The repetition on your feeds is, is, uh, enormous in a way, mm-hmm. especially with your logo. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I see your logo all the time, but you always find an interesting and uni- unique way to, uh, like the, I'm thinking of a, it looked like there was some sort of lawn game, or something. I, I didn't recognize what it was, but there's a WKRP sticker on it. Everything. It's, you it's, know, I go back to it. I always wanted to be a good skateboarder, and I was, and I was terrible. But I built sweet ramps. So, <laughs> but the skateboard culture yeah. is stickers on, on, on speed limit signs, stickers on dumpsters. You stole the dumpster sign and put it on your skateboard. It's stickers. And so I have that in my head that why shouldn't my sticker or my logo be on stuff not really great? Like, and I can't, as a 41-year-old professor, I would love to put my sticker on speed limit signs. I, I fight it not to do it. But, you know, I can't be that punk. 
And so it, that's what's in my head. That's what I'm doing is I'm putting my sticker on speed limit signs all day long. And, you know, it, that that is a great segue into a question that I have. Do you ever worry? Let's get back to the video you posted mm-hmm. the other day. It is hilarious. <laughs> but do you ever it sounds like you are at least are conscious of, OK, how is the prospect going to view me? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, what you want them to do is pay you money yep. to perform your real yep. estate services. And if I'm doing a Christmas <laughs> video in uh, in Christmas yeah. garb. Holding in a it. lady's turtleneck drinking yeah. a cocktail. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, I have to think. But so here's the deal. I'm going to upset people. I know. That. Yeah. People that know me yeah. aren't, aren't going to be upset. People that if I'm trying to reach someone new, I'm hopefully giving enough content and I have enough professional content in other places where they really look at me like LinkedIn and stuff or Twitter, that that's what they see from a professional standpoint. Um, but if they don't want to have fun and work with someone, that's fine. Some people want to be corporate and boom, boom, boom. I, I, want, to, I want to hire a data-driven realtor. Not the guy. I'm not your guy. And so I want people to want to work with me, and I'm going to be myself. I can't be anything. I'm really bad at faking it. And so I'd rather they – I've always said I'm never going to be the richest realtor in town. Because I'm not cutthroat, look for opportunity, I'll be what you want me to be, realtor. I'm gonna, I want a lifestyle, and I want to be myself, and I'd rather take a hit for that and have more fun and be the happiest guy around than chasing that dollar and being something I'm not. And so I, I own that big time. I mean, just like you're sitting there, and I've had people say, what are you doing? Like, you're talking to me. I'm your, you're my client, you know? I mean, does it affect? I'm really good at what I do. And they're like, no, we love it. So you got to be careful, though. There are some points where I'm, I am a little bit careful. But like, I try not to be too risque. And um, it always has to be slapstick if I'm going to say, you know, like, I, yeah, I posted about Tiger. I hope he brought a busload of women to the tournament because that's when he used to golf good, you know? And I got, I got to think about that. You know, I can't act like that's, yeah, you know, but, um, so yeah, if I'm, I'm conscious, I don't cross the line, but I know I'm, I'm going to scare people off sometimes. I'd be curious to know now. Uh, so I'll admit, I don't know a single of your, uh, one of your agents yeah. that I don't think I do. Um, as, as they are using social media, mm-hmm. Are, do they have? Do some of them have a completely different flavor and approach? Mm-hmm. Are, tell, tell me about that. Yeah, so um, I've got a wonderful agent, Manzel Coley, who is he's an Indian, and I, I have to say that. Uh, but the reason I'm saying that is he has used it to tap into that Indian culture where they've um, they're looking for people they can trust, and he's done a really good job of being that guy in the real estate world. Um, he's very trustworthy with, and he understands the culture. I don't understand every culture, and I probably never could be accepted in every culture. And I like that he does that, and it's it creates great value for him and for his clients. They can trust him. All the little stuff that you have to figure out before you get in is done. You know, he just understands it, and so he's done a good job of that. Um, I've got people that, or I've had people that are very regional. Um, like me with Westfield, they only want to be the Fishers person. And so they, they use it for that. Now they don't, I don't think, I'm trying to think of any of them that act like a fool like me, but they use it and they're, they're blatant about it. So, but I'm probably the loosest of them. Um, 
That's right. good to know. That makes me feel better <laughs> about, about the ship you're steering, Kurt. <laughs> uh, I I want to wrap things up. So I had Monty Riffer on. Do you know Monty? The episode hasn't come out yet. Okay. But, I don't um, know if I do. What does Monty oh, do? He's a he's he's a st- strategic uh, consultant okay. um, with great chops. Great guy. We've used him. Fabulous. Okay. Anyway. Um, but I asked Monty a couple questions I'll ask you. So if there's one piece of success advice, if you were asked by, um, you know, some youngster, mm-hmm. what's the one piece of advice that is that that can make all the difference for someone? So uh, this always goes back to me and money. Don't chase money. It doesn't have to be a product. I, I didn't grow up in love with real estate, but I love what I do. So just love what you do, whether it's a product or a service or your time, love what you're doing. And um, and be honest and be legit, you know, be sincere. And and that's big ethical guy. I, don't, I haven't screwed anybody ever, and I hope I never do. But um, so just love what you do and be sincere and don't chase money. And money is enough of it comes. I don't have to be rich, but enough of it always comes if you're if you're really good at what you do. Amen to that. Yeah. Uh, second question, is there a book oh. that has helped you that you find you go back to over and over? I'm Easiest sure. Easiest question. Yeah. So that? every April 1st, which is my company anniversary, happy April Fool's Day, um, I read The Dip, the Seth Godin book. You know what I'm talking about? It's a little I haven't read book. that one. So when I was starting my company, I was at a trip in Naples. On the bookshelf was The Dip, and I was out of books. And it's this teeny little 40-page book that takes about an hour and a half to read. Me, sometimes three hours. But um, every single year, I buy two copies of it, and I give one away. But The Dip, it's all about stop doing things that are wasting your time. Go, You know, stop. There's this. It's the true dip. Oh, my gosh. I'm doing a thing with my hand right now. But um, it's truly, it tells you, instead of chasing things that don't work, stop, quit things. And so every year I do that, and I quit things. And it's it helps no me a lot. No kidding. I love quitting things. So you must have some sort of assessment process that you go through and say, he, he, here are the things on the chopping block, and then you pick which ones you're going to That's quit. a running list. You do yeah. that. I mean, we all kind of have a running list of things that aren't, that are kind of not working out. Yeah. And so all that does is it, it gets me to stop, read the book, and then not go do it. It's like someone's smacking me across the face saying, let's do it. And so I read it and I quit stuff. And there's been, th- there's been big things I've quit. Um, and there's little things I've quit, but I love it. The dip. And it's every single April 1st I read it. That's and a new I give one a copy for me. I, I can't wait. Well, That's I'll give great. you a copy. It's coming. Oh. you got to wait four months, though. Five months. Well, Sorry. I'll forget we ever talked about okay. this, so it'll be a nice <laughs> surprise for me. Kurt, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, how can people find you? What's your What's your web address? So WKRPND.com. Um, I'm at WKRPND with every social media. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, you can, you know, bat signal, but basically my website's pretty good for real estate related stuff, but I, I like people to follow my social media, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, 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 Instagram. So awesome. Yeah. Follow me. Kurt, I'll follow thanks. you. Hey, absolutely. Thanks mm-hmm. for your time. It's no, been thank awesome. Thank you very much. Okay.